Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Sooner Nation? I'm Danny Stutzman, and I'm here with my co-host, back from the dead. He has risen. Jaren, the mechanic. Canic. I'm also here with Jeremiah Hall, the best financial advisor, and the late room Willie, a.k.a. Big NFL Mr. Hollywood, living out in San Francisco. This is the Quadruplets, and you are watching the podcast, or listening to the podcast on the Prairie, episode 5. It is great to be back with you guys. Jay. So, nice, 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 nice. BJK. Like Round of applause. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be the intro guy from now on, honestly. I'll, I'll take yeah, it. Bro. You, I'll be the, takes I'll be the few reps. It's gotten yeah. better, right? All you gotta do I'll, is I'll, I'll just be keep on getting better. better. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna keep on getting better every time. Yeah, yeah facts. So, bro, I'll take If you come up with something clever, though, <laughs> whenever you go out in public, I promise you, somebody's gonna have you say it. Like, that's what happened to me. Right. Oh, you were the catchphrase guy? What was your catchphrase, yeah, bro? You what? What'd you have to say? Like, honestly, do the roar. What's the line? Bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Like, they'd be like, yo, we. Lo I love your intro. I think it's so cool. I love, I love the enthusiasm. And I'd be like, yo, yo, yo. And they'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Do do the thing. Do the thing. Yeah. Right. yeah. Eventually, though, I felt like a puppet. I, I didn't. They didn't like I didn't that. do it anymore. Understandably yeah. so. Happens. Well, fellas, back from the dead. How's everybody's uh, weekend been? Well, actually, Jaron Kanick, his heart stopped, and they had to resuscitate him back. And stop. In the middle of the heart, game, it was, was crazy. Heart was good the whole time. If Jaron wants to, uh, let's just let's cut right to it, man. Jaron, what happened on Saturday? You know, <laughs> I look over after a, after I think they had like a, like a eight or something yard run. I look over and Jaron just covered with blood. And I'm like, you know, I'll let him explain it. I'll let him explain it. Please, Jeff, run us through what happened. All right. Was it, so late, was it in the third quarter? In the third, in the, early in the third quarter? Yeah, late. I think it was late, late in the third quarter. Let's take it all the way back to where it started. So I think this might have been like a it, it kept progressing as the game went on, kind of thing. But I think, you know, I, I'd been, I've been, I've been having so much contact throughout the game that like my lungs were starting to, I, I guess, get bruised, so to speak. So basically, what happened was. I took a hit or I gave somebody a hit or I hit somebody in a weird angle and I got what's called a pulmonary contusion or something like that. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's basically like a bruise on my lungs that started bleeding. And so basically I got this bruise on my lungs and they started bleeding from the inside of me. And then I started having to like cough it up and was like choking on my own blood. And so I was Damn. like, it happened uh, probably like the first play that drive. And then I played the following three plays and it was just, progressively got worse and worse to the point where I like really couldn't breathe. I was trying to cough it up and breathe. And, 
you know, I look over at Danny about, so I played, I, I got the injury, it started happening, and I, I played two plays after that, and I look over at Danny, and he looks over at me, and he thought, he must have thought, he told me it was like coming out of my lip, like a busted lip. It looked like lip. a busted lip. Like, I, I, it's I, like, yeah. I, I had blood splattered all over my face mask and blood dripping down my face, and Danny thought that I had like busted my lip or like chipped the tooth or something. I was like, dude, you're fine. Like, come on, like, what are you doing? Because like, <laughs> I was like visibly like staggering. Like I was, I was starting to lose, lose like, I was starting to get dizzy because I couldn't breathe. I was choking on my blood and I was like coughing it up and he's like, dude, you're fine. Like, all right. Ob- obviously in the heat of the moment, it, I wasn't as polite as Jaren's making it sound. I said and some, some, some things in the moment, but to uh, we'll just put up. that out there. You yeah. basically told me to man up. I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Like I was literally dying. <laughs> and then so we, I played the following two plays and I was like, all right, this is like, might actually be something serious. And the ref actually came up to me. He's like, like bro are you good like do you need to go down and then danny was like okay okay bro go down go down because like he he realized at that point like it wasn't coming from my mouth it was coming from inside of me and i was making some like crazy noises and so and they they also just had like a first down and they're like trying to like go hurry yeah. up and i was like just go down just go down like don't yeah, just go down i was just like because he was like they're bouncing out the ball and jared's like trying to get a line and i was like dude just just lay down I'm like there's no point yeah i mean right. so basically at the end of the day what happened was i Received some sort of contact to my lungs, and I got a bruise. He got rocked on my so lungs. Let's just, let's just I, rock, I rock somebody. He got he got. Dead. You can show the play that happened. Like I was the one that made the tackle. He uh, assisted me the and, tackle. Me and Dolby were in on a tackle, and I kind of just hit the ground in a funny way. And uh, I think I think it might have been like a cumulative effect throughout the game. I've been running around making plays, you know. So uh, I think it just it just happened over the course of the game, getting hit so much in the chest or hitting people so much that I got a bruise on my lungs, started bleeding, came up my throat, I started choking on it, and so they said decided I needed to go the to the story. hospital to make sure I didn't rupture my lung or something like that. But the story sounds so much better than what I initially thought because going back to what Danny said, it was first down, and the crowd started booing mm-hmm. as soon as you went down. I'm like, no, Jared, mm-hmm. don't be soft. No, don't don't I, don't I, I, promise I, I wanted to stay in like I wasn't I, I had no idea like I was I was to the point where like I was looking like dizzy I didn't really understand what the circumstance was going on around me I was like mostly concerned with breathing and which I couldn't really do so I was like all right screw this I'm going yeah, to the ground Jaren, like, don't be upset don't be I know how you feel all these other guys don't know how you feel I know how you feel because a lot of people don't know I actually almost died like two years ago and told nobody about it. Don't make this about a, you. I'm just saying. I had an abscess in my throat. My throat <laughs> swelled. Yeah. My throat swelled, and I cannot breathe like you're saying. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, I can't breathe. So yeah, no, it was, I know. How it was definitely, feeling. it was definitely scary in the moment. You know, not not being able to like breathe and coughing up a lot, a lot of blood and getting it all over your face mask. I was like, all right, maybe this, maybe this might be something serious. I should probably go yeah. down. Well, <laughs> I wasn't made it because. I had people texting me that I hadn't even talked to on a regular. They're like, is Jaren okay? I'm like, hey, bro, good to hear from you. I don't know, but I'll find out. Doing that? <laughs> yeah, like, hey, For sure. like, what's up, bro? I haven't talked to you in a couple months. <laughs> anyway, hey, but, hey, hey, but the story does get better, Jaren. Tell them what happens at the hospital. Yeah, the plot thickens. So I get to the hospital, and, like, I, at this point, like, I kind of caught my breath, and I realized, like, okay, like, I don't think this is really – too as bad as I might have thought. Like I'm, I'm starting to catch my breath. Like my heart rate's going down a little bit. My oxygen, like the oxygen getting in my blood was still a little low. So like I was still like my airways a little blocked with like blood and whatnot. But so I get to the hospital and like I wasn't really that nervous. But they really calmed my nerves. They rolled in. And they go, just so you know, this is the same place we treated Damar Hamlin. So you're in great hands. <laughs> I was like, 
all right, dude. And then, so I basically started like cracking jokes and like they were not having it. Like they were like medical professionals for sure because I could not get a smile out of any of them. What were some of the jokes you were saying? So first of all, they had to to make sure like I didn't sever any organs. So they were giving me an ultrasound. So, you know, naturally I had to make like a a pregnancy joke. That didn't fly well. They actually just probably thought it was the dumbest thing ever. They probably heard it a hundred times, but no, they were giving me an ultrasound, make sure I wasn't pregnant. For our <laughs> listeners who don't know who Demar Hamlin is, NFL expert B Willie, would you care to? Exp- oh, you weren't in the NFL when that happened. I feel like everyone knows like that story. Yeah, everybody I mean, I should know. I mean, uh, Demar Hamlin's a safety for the Buffalo Bills. Bills caught a uh, nasty little. You said, "Oh, it was Cincy." Yeah, yeah, last year, I can't remember what day it was on, but I'm assuming the Sunday, but it might have been a Thursday <laughs> or Monday or something, but he got a, a nasty uh, collision, and actually his heart stopped on the field, and they had to, you know, rush him to the hospital, and they had to resuscitate him on the field, didn't they? Yeah, bro. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. He had a better going away. Jaren got booed. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Demar Hamlin's a legend. Jaron just since I was most hated person ever. <laughs> I was just a flopper. I was just trying to slow down their intense tempo they had going. Oh my god! <laughs> Did anything else happen while you're at the hospital? I saw the picture that you took right before you got on the plane. I think you're still in your gown. Yeah. So they gave me this really, this really good looking outfit. It's actually sitting right over there in the corner of my room. They gave me some sick like cardboard pants, some grippy socks, you know, and then obviously, ooh, like, obviously the ooh, gown. Those are my favorite. Like the ones you go wear the. The trampoline parks. Oh, yeah, so perfect. You can like you can like walk on That's walls. That's a great, stuff. Like walk great gift. Yeah, it was awesome. Sounds like uh, everybody needs to gift y'all grippy socks, and that you'll be perfectly happy. Danny, your Understood. Instagram post was funny. You said, "Call me Jaren Connect the way I die for this." Bro, I'm actually I'm get, I'm getting that picture put on a shirt. I'm working on it right now. Yeah, like, then <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. So Danny, how did you oh, come up with what? such a how did you come up with such a creative Instagram caption like No, that? so me and Jaren work like you know, whenever we have a post, we all you know the captions are tough. So we're always asking yeah. each other for caption inspiration. But Jaren did come up with that caption, so that's why I don't think it like I would be able to just post that like without, you know, him you know, you can't just post that without yeah. Yeah, I miss that. He came up with that one, so I give him credit for that, which it's it's a pretty legendary mm-hmm. caption, let's be real here. It's for me. Because Jaren's Jared. I think you came up with yours first. I'm assuming, huh? No, yeah. mine was first, and then it was, it was actually like a, like a sequel. Like I came up with Danny's, and then it's like, or would there be a prequel? I don't remember. Which yeah, a prequel. So I came up with Danny's, and then naturally it only made sense for mine <laughs> because of what Danny's was. Yeah, yeah. For our listeners that don't know, um, Jaren, his post said, "I die for this," and then Danny, his was like. Wait, what'd you say? Um, call me Jaren Kank the way I die for this. Jaren throwing up blood. Dead on the field. field. Just laying on the floor. Getting booed. Gotta love yeah. it. Yeah. Football. Um, hey, but um, Jared, I'm glad you're okay. Y'all, it's it's never a dull podcast with y'all. Y'all never cease to amaze me. Anyways, um, glad you're okay. Great game. Um, Talk to me. Talk to us about the game. Uh, just one, the environment. It was forty thousand, but it sounded a lot like eighty thousand. No, no doubt. That's probably the the biggest thing that we notice is 
I think it was like the first third down when our offense was out there. It was like that place was just rattling. And we, like when you when we were there, was only forty thousand people in there. Like we didn't believe it. Like that got brought up in like meetings today. It's like the, the way that the way the stadium was built or something like that. It was cracking. It was popping in that place. It was it was a really cool environment. I think they, they, hey, hey, they've only lost three games that stadium and since like twenty sixteen. I want to say it's like eight years. Twenty eighteen, like a long ass a long ass time and. Two of them came from Miami, Ohio, and then us. So I mean, they've had two losses, but you know they're, they're I pretty love good. The team. random BV stat, that's yeah, definitely dude, a random we have BV so stat. many BV that's stats. Definitely a BV stat. For people I mean, that don't know, which everybody don't know, I don't think they all know this. BV comes up with the wildest stats that you like have ESPN never heard stats. of. Like they're yeah, like, stats. Like he'll just come up with something I, and I actually, hit us with that. I, I have one. I have one regarding Iowa State. And what? Yeah, let me hear it. Go ahead. And the last three times that Iowa State has came to Norman, Oklahoma, Gaylord Memorial Stadium, um, the combined score has been 101 to 100 in the past three appearances versus Iowa State and Oklahoma. And so, obviously, that means they're not, you know, in their words, they're not afraid to come to our stadium. You know, they're not going to, you know, back down for nothing. They don't care who we are. You know, I think it's good. I think, honestly, that's kind of cool. Like, those honestly do, like, help. Like when you have a stat like yeah. that locked three times, like well, you know, it's that Man. close. And it was like the year that we that we lost to Georgia, they beat us that year. Yeah. And then the twenty nineteen year, the um yeah, another really good team. We uh-huh. beat them by seven, twenty seven to twenty one. Uh-huh. And then it was no, no, no! It was forty-two to forty-one. Sorry. Yeah, the, the nineteen was forty-two, forty-one. And yeah, then the we next, had the two-point, we had the two-point conversion to win the game, and then, and obviously, the last one was twenty-seven, twenty-one with BA, and then that's when Perion had the big <laughs> hit, and then Jalen Redmond had the thick six. There so was, yeah, yeah, and Jay Hall had like two touchdowns. I don't watch offense. You? <laughs> yeah, just throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they always. They always, I mean, you can't never sleep on that. It was like a Kansas State. You can't the one ever... Iowa State loss I would never get over is the one in 2017 when Baker was there. That was before. That's why we don't wear all red anymore. Is it the all red game? Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's why we don't wear red. Right? That's like, crazy. Hurts really right. Because it's it such a good jersey combo. It just had to lose. It is. Think of all it this red. way. Ugh. Because of that one game, we created a whole new uniform combination. That is true. <laughs> like, that is true. I've never heard of that before. I mean, there was the whole there was the unit sure. thing and everything, but like those are sick. Those are maybe fans maybe, maybe we have a leadership council. Maybe we can get the all reds back. You know, yeah. that's dude, not happening. Bad luck, dude. Superstitious. That's, that's like, that's but not like it was. It was really Coach Riley who was superstitious. Like you know, like. Okay, wait till this yeah. You're telling me Coach yeah, V's you're, you're not. The fans. You're trying to tell me Coach V's not superstitious. Like, I'm Coach V is not. Coach V is not superstitious. You know, is there anything mean, weird that he does like the day of a game? Oh, he does a lot of weird things actually. Not, but it's not. No, like I, don't, I don't know if he does. It's not like he has a ritual. Like he just believes nah. if you're prepared, you're like he believes in preparation. Like I don't think he believes in like yeah. a, you know, I don't think he's superstitious. I think he I, likes I, to be I very, really prepared. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like he doesn't well, care I don't think about. That's gonna happen. He, he I think y'all think... have a better chance getting the grays than the red back. Yeah, we're we're, we're the we're, we're the grays, like the yeah the the Andersite ones. And, those are, Andersite. Yeah, those are coming back. Andersite. But um, 
Coach V d- doesn't believe in external factors. Like, in, like you know, that she's a, that shouldn't impact you know a game if you're really prepared. So I mean, I don't think he really cares too much about jerseys. Which he sure. or not, he doesn't care about jersey numbers, none of that stuff. Which is why I don't wear number eleven. For people that don't know, like the, the jersey number eleven was like my thing, and um, like my whole freshman year, I had it planned out. Nick Benito, like I was gonna get eleven, mm-hmm. and like I was gonna be the second coming of Teddy Lehman, but. Um, <laughs> because I, that's what I wore in high school and stuff like that. Come on, the fans would have loved that if I wore eleven. I was gonna shave my head and all that, but <laughs> and then you know Kobe McKenzie. Honestly, story time. Kobe McKenzie decommitted. His blonde head. Yeah, can then committed to Texas, and yeah, I remember that. And then you know, obviously, we had a new whole new staff change. So my eleven shot went out the door. Coach Venables gets hired. Obviously, trying to recruit this uh, Kobe McKenzie back to. You know, Oklahoma, he's like, you can have whatever number you want. <laughs> Kobe's like, oh, I want ele-. Kobe's like, oh, I want 11. Like, of course. And obviously as a new player, like as a freshman going to sophomore year, like with a new coach, you're not asking him like, yo, can I change my jersey number? You know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, kind of like. Top of the priority list, exactly. It's not, yeah, you're more so like trying to make a really good first impression. And so. But you, you kind of didn't. Tell us, didn't you have like a coming to Jesus moment when you first got here? And I get so like out like no, it wasn't anything crazy. Like people are like, like I was on Twitter like Danny Stetson never watched film, never knew how to take notes. Like dude, I, that's saw, so I saw your dad quoted a tweet that went out saying that you're like, the like he knew. Like bro, I've been watching film since high school. Like obviously, and bro, I have my notes from with the Grinch in them. I know how to take notes. Like let's be, come on, like, you know how to write stuff on paper. Obviously, maybe not to the level of Coach Venable standard. Yeah. And like we talked about that, like what it takes and what like what do you expect? It was more like expectations of me as a player, not so much like, look, Danny, you're probably like one of the worst pieces of garbage ever. Like, he wasn't like that. Like he's like <laughs> that, that one came a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but um, no, it was yeah. I just ran into him. You know, I was going to a nicer bathroom to handle myself, and ended up having an hour long conversation on the way to the elevator with yeah, Coach but... Venables. And then after that, on I, the way to the elevator, like while you know like where like the switzer center like where all the trophies are you know what i'm talking about that little hidden yeah, spot right yeah. there so yeah. he was leaving he was coming down from the coaches like offices ran into I mean, me God. and was like why didn't you play more during the Oregon game and like i had like seven tacklers or something like that like i was like you know like not a bad little bowl game and like realistically like bro i'm not gonna lie i did not understand grinch's defense like that i mean i do it's hard for a first year guy it's not like and looking back at the defense it it's pretty like simple now that you know i have a deeper understanding of defensive concepts but like i'm gonna be real i did not understand defense like that my freshman year which is which is fair i mean there's freshmen now that are obviously are probably facing the same exact problem so i wasn't really too confident yeah. in the system hey, i'm not bro, gonna don't, even, don't feel bad i didn't even start playing until my third year so yeah no right. i i know and i mean obviously looking back at it like i was trying to get it obviously but it was, it was kind of difficult you know I, I just wasn't gonna tell the head coach like, look, I just really didn't understand the system. I wasn't comfortable playing, right. so I mean, it was kind of that. But then, you know, obviously after that talk, you know, it got more serious. You know, obviously putting a lot more time into my craft, and you know, it's kind of, I guess, it's almost starting to pay off. I guess, but you know, um, side yeah. note, Danny, don't feel bad because ninety percent of the people I came across in a draft process, at least on office side of Paul, don't have great concepts of anything football. Their coach just told them, line up here and run this. And that's what they did. 
So I did that, not have a bad. Coach no, like, I went into it and I thought I knew. I thought I was a genius because of like I actually knew stuff okay. about like defenses and reading coverages and this and fronts and everything like that. Like mm. you just people just don't have a good, you know, conception of that. So no, that that's one thing bad. you know, Coach Venables has really prepared us for is like honestly, realistically, an NFL defense is probably easier than the defenses that we run at Oklahoma because you don't have. It's really week to week in the NFL. Like you're getting so many new players in the system, you know, just because it's a business. That yeah. you know, in in the Clemson and the Oklahoma's like in their schemes, you have time to develop those guys. So like have a really deep understanding of the defense that they run, which is why they're able to play such good defense. Like it just it's just kind of how it goes in the game. You know, the difference between college and the NFL, and like you know, we were talking to James Kowski, who, who kind of saw the NFL level, and like you said, you know, a lot of those guys are kind of there off talent. You know, you, mm-hmm. and you kind of see like where their worth work ethic is, especially at like University of Oklahoma with Schmitty and stuff. Like, you really are training, really developing those professional like those habits that it takes to you know carry yourself on to the next level. Which is why you see so many other guys like sign these contracts and stuff like that. Just they just know how to handle. They know how to be a professional before they're ever really a professional, which is something that you know Oklahoma really prepares you for. And brings up picking back on off what Braden said. It's important that you're able. Obviously, it's important, but. It'll pay dividends when you start having the meetings like at the Senior Bowl or at the Combine or um, whenever you sit down and speak with these coaches, they're just going to want to talk to you about ball. Like, if you think about it, these coaches that are recruiting in the NFL, they've worked their entire lives to get to where they are. And so that means they're they're looking at your film. They're looking at um, any, any language that they can learn to get a jump on the next guy. And so they're going to use that to see how much you know. And so if you're already practicing it, then that'll only make you better for the future. Yeah. The only thing that's really kind of, like I'm not necessarily worried about, but everyone has different terminology of how they say like different variations, different coverages. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Well, just say yours. Like yeah, that happens obviously, all the yeah. time. Like in, like they'll be like. Temperature? We'll be sitting up there talking to them and we'll be like, oh yeah, like we do this or like, this is how we describe it. And they're like, Oh, we say this for that. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to understand what you're saying when you're describing. Yeah. yeah. So you don't got to worry about that. As long as you know what you're talking about and you're just not throwing up some made up stuff out there. Cause they're going to know when you're doing that too. Or like if you haven't rehearsed because they're going to, when they get done with the night, if you have a rehearse, when they get done with the night, they're going to go and they're going to talk to people and they're going to talk to other scouts, other coaches. And they were like, hey, what that Brandon Willis talk guy talk to you about while, while he was with y'all? And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he said his man beater was this. And they're going to be like, oh, that's what he said ours was too. Okay, well, he doesn't really know Paul. He just hasn't memorized. So, yeah. No, that's facts. Hey, let's get a recap of the defense. And then um, I'll talk about the, well, Brady and I will talk about the offense a little bit, but talking about the defense first. Um, you guys did a lot of slowing down the game, in my opinion. Like, there would be uh, big plays, let's just say they hit, like, eight or seven yards, and then you got to stop them for, like, a few plays. And then maybe they get, like, four yards, but there's, like, no incredible big plays or anything. You guys stopped the big plays last week, and I thought that y'all did a great job of just maintaining the tempo of – your defense, you know, on offense, we talked a lot. We talk a lot about staying on schedule. You know, you guys did a, a great job of keeping them off of schedule and really being on your schedule in a way. 
Um, what what are you guys' overall thoughts, Danny? I'll let you I'll let you go first. What'd you think of of last week as a whole? Yeah, no, we did a really good job, just kind of like keeping our poise. You know, when let's say like first off, dude, the way our defense has become an eight yard run seems like the end of the world for us on defense. It's like, bro, like like how the like how did they just get eight yards on us? Like, and it literally feels like we just like let off like a touchdown. It's I remember like you talking sta- about that a couple weeks the ago. The standard is like insane. Like, like I'll miss a tackle and they'll get like three yards, and I'll be like, bro, like we're from the worst, I'm terrible, the worst, we're terrible. worst defense ever. We like we are awful. <laughs> like it's literally like, it, like it's so true. Like just like how much we've improved that aspect. But no, like a lot of teams that are, play, are that are playing us are like they think we steal their signs or like, they think we steal their plays where they just huddle and they try to like quickly get into formation and run a run a ball like run run a run a play, but like realistically, like we just are good on defense. Yeah. And so, like, we don't have anyone who's over there looking at signals, trying to figure out what they're doing. But, you know, I guess, like, when we are, you know, when we give up a second second down, like, give up a first play, first down for, like, eight yards. But, like, our mm-hmm. ability to, you know, not, kind of respond to, like you said, obviously, offense wants to get in a rhythm, wants to, you know, run their plays. But, you know, when we have a TFL on second down, then it gets them in the a third and five, which is kind of tricky. Obviously, you know, it's kind of tough. But... You know, it is Jaren, let me know if I'm wrong and, and be well. Tell me if you see anything or if you saw anything different. But mm-hmm. this game, I saw a lot of you guys. I saw a lot of uh, mixing up the fronts. So I saw you two like coming down to the line of scrimmage, backing up. Uh, I think I'll mix a little bit of bare front in there for you guys to be able to um, um, be free on the blitz. I saw a lot of rip switch in there. Well, a little bit of rip switch. Um, what was that part of the scheme this week, Jaron? Or do you guys have that in the bag, or is it just part of the package? How does that work for you guys? I mean, it's kind of just that's just a, just a Venables defense, you know. In general, I'd, I'd say you know we just we're very multiple. We do a lot of things. We get in a lot of fronts. Uh, you know, one thing that, that we noticed earlier is they really struggled with interior pressures, and that was one thing. Yeah, they, they did. Coach V is multiple in, in his fronts. He wants to he wants to give different looks. You know, get a, get us get us in a rhythm, kill their rhythm. You know, show show them different things, and you know. That's that's one one good thing to, to you know stop their plays and and make them like stop and slow down and say okay what what are they in here how how can we attack that because that's you know Coach V notices that an offense wants to try to attack our weak spots as well just just as much as he wants to try to that's why they huddle on us because he wants to try and see the formation they're in and based off down and distance and what their formation is he wants to get us in the best possible call best front stunt possible. Uh, you know, offenses try to do the same thing. They they want to try and see what we're in, so they can calculate. You know, what's the best thing to do here. So I think the huddle it might be might be part of that. And, you know, when they break the huddle, we come out and we're and we're at a bear front, and then we shift into something else. It's like, oh, this this ain't yeah. gonna work. And then they get stuffed yeah. in the run, and it's second and long. So that's that's what we try to do with that. And we were successful sometimes, and other times we kind of, you know, gave up some plays that, that we wish we no. have back. Those are some good points. Um. Talk, talking about the actual play itself, breaking it down. I don't know if we have any B roll on this, Alex, or if we can find it anywhere. But uh, when we're talking about bare fronts for our listeners, um, we're talking about pretty much the guard, the center, and, and all the down linemen are covered. For, but for the most part, the guard, two guards, and the centers are always covered. From there, Zero you can get very, yeah. From there, you can get variations of whether it be a linebacker covering up the tackles, walk down safety. Um, but what Jaron and Danny are talking about in terms of getting to the interior pressure, let's just say um, your front linemen, maybe like your front four, slant to the left. 
and then you take a defensive end on uh, the same side, and instead of slanting the same way everybody else is going, he's coming back round, putting pressure on the center. And so from an offensive perspective, it's then our job to bump. Okay, if you're if you're on the field, B. Will knows this. We're out there, bump, 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 bump. And uh-huh. what makes that hard is you're bumping three people over. So it now goes from tight end to end. It goes from tackle to linebacker, whoever was over him, guard to uh, whoever was next. And then center's picking up the person that was four people down. And so that that's when you start to get into the gamesmanship of it. And uh, I had fun doing stuff like that. I don't know about you, Braden, but I thought we were always pretty good at it. Oh, we were really good at it. I think um so to about so to get to my point, I'm gonna use this analogy and what kind of Jaron and Danny have been saying about how multiple they are and how much stuff they do. The reason why BV is so good at calling the defense and their defense is so they operate so well is because they do a lot of things and like that is difficult. I think we talked about it a couple podcasts ago, but that's difficult on an offense, especially like young guys on offense, like you're seeing so many things, like you don't know what's coming. Like you can't really guess what's coming. Like they might be showing one coverage or, you know, going to other. I saw one exotic pressure that y'all did. It was ridiculous. It just it saw like everybody was going like this. Like it was crazy. But yeah, like for young guys, it's hard. I mean, we did a lot. We did so much of it. And I think you know, to to be a great defensive player, you got to also know offense, and that's what BB does really well. Like, he's a great defensive mind because he actually understands offense. There's a lot of people out there that are really they understand defense really well, but they don't understand offense at all. You can't really operate like that if you want to be great. So I think that's what we did a great job of is understanding what the defense is trying to do, so then you can predict it. So. Uh-huh. That's I feel hey, like Norton V is such a good scout team quarterback because he knows exactly yeah. where the weak spots are and he dials that up and throws dimes and yeah. sometimes completes it. So no, and yeah, our I offense mean, is, and let me shine some light on our offense. We've only allowed three sacks throughout four games. And back to like the bumping, I mean, honestly, like we send so much pressure throughout practice. Mm-hmm. Like if our O line, I swear, gets beat on like a on like a, a twist or something like that, like it's disappointing because we've shown them every yeah. single possible blitz. And they've yeah, gotten that's exactly really good. what I mean too. They've gotten really good at passing off. Like it'll yeah. we'll usually like only have sacks though if it's a brand new one we just installed. See yeah. because you know we, we run gotta, so many different ones. We gotta expose them real quick and then that's that's a good thing too. It was there everybody's exposed all exposing each other in practice all the time when we go good on good. Like we, we find what what we need to work on and you know our weak spots and that's that's another good thing about it is like we first install like a crazy twist. Sometimes they pick it up. Sometimes they don't. But it, it, it's it just goes back to complimenting each other, you know. Very learning opportunity, and that's one thing I loved about going against y'all last year was that. I okay, I'm not gonna say that because like in the past, like you know, practice was you know kind of easy to pick up on what they're doing because that was what their scheme was. It was simple, you know what I'm saying. But like. Last year got gave me great practice on going to what I need to learn for this year, like knowing, you know, they might be showing this, but they might be coming down to this different coverage or whatever. Because y'all did it a lot. I remember y'all doing it all throughout spring, and so they gave me good practice on being able to see stuff and react to y'all changing stuff really yeah. quickly, and it's helped me go to the next level and do it too. So it, that, like y'all said, iron sharpens iron. They might do something against y'all that's like, oh, that's actually kind of exposed us, like. 
you know, that's a weakness we need to cover up is vice versa. So seems like it's going well. Yo, Braden, um, great point on that. Also, I want to transition into the run game a little bit. You talked about it earlier. Danny, 13 tackles on the day, three and a half tackles for loss and a sack. Um, bringing up one specific play that happened in the second quarter, it was third and two. You and the running back one-on-one in the hole, you make the play. It's fourth down. They come off the field. Well, what are you thinking in that moment? Because th- those are the type of plays that really make the difference. Those are the plays that get you the Instagram post. Those are the plays, plays that get you the national recognition. <laughs> so um, what what are you thinking in in that moment? Yeah, I mean, we had a, a, a like a full line stunt that's supposed yeah. to like, you know, kind of cut off the ball. But, you know, they ran an inside zone. So I, I took a, I kind of, not maybe, not necessarily a false step. I kind of expected the ball to kind of bounce, but it ended up, there ended up being like an interior gap open. So I quickly like readjusted, you know, and then obviously, you know, this is like, honestly, like realistically, man, I've had a tackle Tawi Walker all summer and spring and fall camp, bro. I'm not going to lie, man. There's been some times where he's got me. And so, like, dude, that's a bowling ball, man. He's hard to tackle. So it makes okay. it makes plays like that, dude, where it's like it sent me back into spring ball where I'm freaking having to dive at that guy where it's like they literally the exact same thing except this dude goes backward instead of forward how tall he would do me sometimes. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. man, it's iron sharp with iron, like you said, man. So I guess it's just like going to work where, you know, you kind of need stuff like that to happen where, you know, the other players, you know, in practice the way you, you know, comes out and helps you out in a game, man. Mm, like that. <laughs> that's funny to talk about Tawi because I was going to bring him up. Um, let's talk, talk about the offense. That dude. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Braden, um, did you get a chance to see all the the offense and what they were doing? What did you think on them about them on the day? Yeah, I did uh, watch the game, and you know, because it's my off weekend, yeah. so you know, I got to watch the game and everything. Uh, yeah, nah, I mean, offense. Obviously, the skid Dallas out the room, you know what I'm saying, like, are just the elephant in the room. I don't think they played bad. I think they did what they were supposed to do. Now, did they miss opportunities? Yes, they missed opportunities. Yeah. There was visible MAs that you could see, or at least I could see because I've been in that offense and I play football, you know, so, like, yeah. you, like you could see. They start see the game any, with a botched snap and then a, a DG right. fumble. You know, yeah. there's there's MAs and there's missed opportunities and, you know, just little things that guys can do to get better. But, like, you know, when they really needed to play, they got them, you know. And, I mean, you, you can just build from here. Like I said, there's, like, two there two missed opportunities away from that being a blow. Like, even like a real, like a true, true blowout. You know what I'm saying? Just blowing mm-hmm. the game, game wide open. So, like, like we talked about last year when – you know, things weren't going our way. Things are going y'all's way now, right? So that's great. Now, the two mistakes a game that caused that to be even remotely even close, that's like once y'all fix them, y'all going to be blowing people out because the defense is holding it down. Offense has to be a little bit more fit, efficient in my mind. But Yeah. But not I was in thinking a bad the way. Thing. Like, I think they still played decent. You know what I'm saying? Just got to capitalize on some I was thinking the same thing on the offensive. Go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I was going to say, really, yeah, going back, we had two, like, holding penalties that kind of stopped some third-down conversions. So, that, okay. that kind of stinks. But, you know, as a defensive guy, like, who plays special teams, I'm on punt. And, hey, when it's third and 19 backed up, 
and the, hey, and Marcus Major gets a twenty yard run. I'm the happiest player in the world, man. Because like, yeah, it's like, oh man, punt team up. Because you know, what I mean, you sit back down. Yeah, it's like you walk all the way down there. It's like, all right, punt, get ready. It's like, man, it's third and nineteen. We're probably gonna get a backed up punt. You know, run down there, try and cover, and we're back on defense. And then, um, hey, when hey when he can bust run like that, man, that that's huge, man. I'm that really changed like the momentum is like such a big shift on <laughs> the team. It's little plays like that, that people don't understand, like third down conversions like have such like big momentum shifts especially when it's third yeah. long and it the hard thing our offense that place oh, that yeah. place was getting so juiced up and when he made that it just yeah they were yeah probably it sucked the life out of the whole stadium, whole stadium. yeah because there was and at I, that point it was such a close game like we're, we're about to get a stop back they were about to get a stop backed up and then boom deflated first down and you know what okay. i do want to touch on this before we move on because i know we're talking about the offense i know we're talking about the run game and everything I want to touch on this for Sooner fans. I've been seeing this on my timeline. You know, I have a little bit more time. Like, I could see this stuff on Saturday. Sooner fans, y'all calm down. We are going <laughs> to get the young backs in the game. I promise. Okay, it's early in the season, right? Y'all are acting like Tawi and Marcus aren't doing a good job. They're doing a great <laughs> job. Like, this is how it works when you have depth at the position. There was a time where Jay Hall, Stog, oh, and I all were in the same room, and Y'all didn't even know what each each of us had because we're all in the same room. It's hard for everybody to get on the field and show what they got. Mm-hmm. So just calm down. They're going to make them plays when it's time for them to make plays. Y'all are going to see them. Them guys do great things in the future. They're young. It's early in the season. Like Just, just wow. give it some time. I felt yeah. the need to say that because I've been seeing that all over my timeline, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why is everybody panicking? Yeah, same thing for Danny, guys. Danny... Like we know he's he's got a long way to go, but just give him a chance. <laughs> he's gonna be fine, guys. I promise. He's I know I'm trying he to figure it out. He makes some bonehead yeah. mistakes out there, but he's he's on his way, guys. It's he'll, he'll be fine. Just give him a chance. Yeah, the timer's coming. At least he's not throwing up blood mid game, bro. Yeah, first sure. first you're catching fingers to the mouth, choking on fingers, and now you're choking <laughs> on blood. Like, what's up with you, man? I don't know. I just can't catch a break, dude. My my time is coming too. Just wait. I mean, I'll, I'll go. I'll go a whole game with no fingers in my mouth and no blood in my mouth. That would be awesome. That would be the day. All the stuff in your mouth. There we go. There we go. Chill. Hey, um, another thing on the game recap, right? So we've been talking a lot about um, stopping the run. We've ta- we've talked a lot about um, the the different blitzes we've shown, the different packages, the fronts. Um, for our listeners, when we're mixing up fronts when we're bringing McCullough down, when we get the cheating involved in the box, that leaves the back end wide open for a lot of man-on-man, single high, one safety coverage, okay? We have two. We had two interceptions last week on the day. Key Lawrence and Billy Bowman, or Key Lawrence and Billy Bowman each have a pick eight total for the season. All right, what, what are y'all thinking about your DBs right now? I mean, we're, we're pumped about them, you know. We're, we're super excited about our back end, you know. When we get it done up front, it makes it makes it easier. Like just like we're, as linebackers, when the yep. D, D line gets it done up front, it makes it easy, our job easier. You know, I'd like to think the same thing for us. When 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 the front seven's going to work and getting stuff done, it makes it easy on the back end. But you know, that's that's uh, we we got to give credit where it's due. You know what I mean? They they bail us out a lot. They they're really good. They're they're in tight coverage all the time, making great competitive plays. So we're really excited about our back end and how committed they are and how hard they work and how determined they are to to, to be the best they can be. No, I think I, I think a, like Peyton Bowen and Key and those guys get a lot of credit, 
I don't think Woody Washington gets enough credit for how good he, he plays. He does it. I'm glad but, you said that. But I'm realistically, like, that. when you're a lockdown corner, you usually don't get a lot of credit. Like, Stephon Gilmore is really the best corner in the league. Up on the statue. They and no one's going to go your way. Like, I am 100 percent glad. Bro, Woody that. does not back down from any receiver, brother. Best receiver, well, Woody's going to guard him, and it's going to be a dogfight all game. And and realistically, the TV's not going to show it because Woody's doing such a good job locking that receiver down. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is, man. And he doesn't get enough credit for how good he plays, man. He's he's always there. Like he's always in someone's face. You know, big big PBU he had late in the game, and he's just he's consistent, dude. And he's a really good leader, man. He's good for that room. Yeah, so that, that's some Woody Washington highlight. He needs some shine, man. Yeah, a little shout out there. That's how yeah, Trey Brown was for us. Didn't show up. Well, he showed up. He had a few interceptions, I will say. But for the most part, you didn't see him um, on the stat sheet as much. Also, for our listeners, eight interceptions is tied for second in the country right now. Did y'all know that, Danny, Jaren? I think Coach Freeman mentioned it a couple times, yeah. maybe. I mean, nice. yeah, I mean, last year we had similar things. We just dropped a lot of them. You know, I just kind of, I don't know, I guess it's just, you know, last year we are dropping them, this year we are catching them. I don't know, like, just kind of how it goes, man. You know uh, who somebody, yeah. I'm proud of uh, Key Lawrence. He just keeps showing up. Yeah. You know, you, got, oh, you yeah. got the interception last week. You had the peanut punch fumble the week before that. Yeah, um, playmaker. Yeah, just you making know. plays, you know. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I, I think mean, that's a lot of persons really benefited from another year in the kind of in the system, dude. Like, I think last year made plays, but I think you know, especially the safety position, you gotta be like, be able to be trusted. I think now that he has kind of confidence in that in the system and the scheme, and you know, he's able to play really fast now. He's able to cover a lot of range. I mean, he's he's super athletic. He hit twenty two miles per hour in the game, which that's is what I was say. He covers that's a lot of ground. Season. He covers uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of ground. Um, and just from Crunch. a of a fan's perspective, like you said, Danny, I'm glad you mentioned it. Woody, Woody doesn't get a lot of credit. You know, a lot of the people on on that's watching, you know, the TV copy and the commentators are always, you know, spotlighting people. Sometimes that doesn't show up. But I remember telling my family, like, Woody is literally locking down half the field because the ball is not going over there. Yeah, and I was like, like it just it. I mean, that just goes to show you how good he is. And then, obviously, y'all safeties are great, man. I really like the um, – obviously, we were talking about Key. I mean, you all know Key's going to make plays. Key's been balling. I really like the freshman. Everybody, we've been talking about him a lot. Peyton Bowen, man, I really like him. Man. I saw some stuff from him this this game, bro, like him coming up to make tackles. And, like, like I just saw right. some good stuff from him, and I, I liked it. Like, he played – I think Jay Hall said it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, but he plays so much older than he is, and that's Perhaps kind of so. impressive for one to be in BV's defense, which we know we have two guys telling us how hard it is, and then two just to be you know transitioning from the high school level to college level, like bit playing like you're above your years. That's impressive. So, no doubt. Yeah, facts. Um, looking at like honestly, like having Woody. Me and Key, we're we're all play like on the kind of the like the short side of the field, you know, like the weak side, the boundary, which is really the strong side of the field, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like a lot of teams like to run to the boundary. Everybody likes to attack the boundary. Everybody likes to attack the boundary. We, us three in there, man, I'm, it ain't happening. That's all I gotta say. Just quick side note, uh Levy was doing that a lot last game, and it was kind of like so bothering much. me a little bit. But anyways, that does 
I can back that up, Danny. That is true. Continue. Uh, and a lot of teams love to attack that boundary hash. Like, just something about it. Like, you know, the overs and 95. It's so, it's so appealing. I just love that boundary. It's so appealing. And that's why it makes me tackle. Everyone wants to come. <laughs> hey, hey, but I, dude, I saw an interview of, like, their head coach getting, like, interviewed. And they were like, so 28 had, like, a, a pretty decent game. And he's like, who, who is that? Who? And, like. Oh, wow. And I, I just think that's like, like no disrespect, like I feel like Coach Venables could name off every single one of their defensive players, and like who their mom is, and like where, he they, could, where they went to school five years ago. Like, like I'm just like, how do you not know a starter on like just, just in general? Like, even if I had like a bad game, like I feel like I like in the, when we're in the game, we're preparing for a team. Like you know every single player you're going up against. Like how how do you guys go and you're like who 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 was he again? Like what did he do? I you think, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I get exactly what you're saying. It's not even about you personally it's more so about his preparation yeah right. i mean like it was kind of just like like all right like, like, that's, that's concerning kinda... for them yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, i feel like coach venables could get asked a question like oh what do you think about their their left defensive end and he will know his name where he's from like every stat well, about him stats like, last year you know what he did in the game it's like i don't know coach he's just different hey but yeah good well if uh you don't know that there's a difference that like Venables makes. We can always just look at Clemson and what they did this past weekend versus Florida State. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, that Florida State team, man, it's it's like cool to see their success, but like, dude, we were right there and we really should have won that game. I say and the same like, thing all like, the time. Dang, like, like man, I, I wish we could have you know had that back a few plays here and there, but I think it just shows you how far we've come. Yeah. Hey man, everything happens for a reason, you know. And no I'm shock. a big believer in seeing you guys' growth this year. Uh, real quick before we wrap things on up, let's talk about um, Iowa State, and um, we can't leave B Willie getting a pancake on the NFL. Lahas, okay. B Willie, okay. okay. my boy, is out here making plays. Enough with the uh, the the Ninja Turtles, uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> talk to us about game day, man. Bang bang Niner game. <laughs> Taylor yeah, Swift at the Chiefs game. I, 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 we can go on to that next. But what's up with y'all? Yeah, man. Came off a short week. Uh, played on Thursday. Uh, playing on Thursday kind of sucks for everybody involved yeah, because yeah. you don't really get your body back until Wednesday. So guys are hurting, and obviously, like the preparation is um, hurt by. Thursday night games because it's just so that's why the Thursday night games are so sloppy like if y'all have ever paid attention I don't know if y'all watch Thursday night games but Thursday night games are always sloppy people that are like supposed to win are losing games if they're not supposed to like lose mm-hmm. it's just really bad because you really most teams don't even have practices those weeks like we have played Sunday then you have you got to get an off day to you know do some recovery and get your bodies right then Tuesday and Wednesday, those count for two days. Like, that's our Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, like, we're not even practicing. We're just going out there walking through, and it's just really hard on guys because you're not being able to see those looks, see those looks, like, in motion, like, going full Mm -hmm. speed, and you don't get to every look. So, it's kind of weird, but, you know, we go out there and we play uh, EG and them boys. It's good to see my guy. Um, Hey, what, what did that feel like? seeing Eric on the other side. 
It's actually pretty funny because, you know, we're sitting there on the field before, like, you know, we're both on special teams and we're sitting there looking at each other and, like, he's, like, waving <laughs> at me. And I, like, pointed at him. Like, I can't wait to, like, bring it out. I, I would love to hit you. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. But, yeah, we yeah. go out there. We, you know, handle business. We'll get some, you know, some late, you know, garbage time, which, hey, I'm not mad at at all. Uh, so I got in there on first play. First play, hey, first bro, pancake. That's not garbage time. You get a check for that play. No, for sure. I mean, I like yeah. to joke about it. People be people get offended for me when I joke about it. They're like, "Oh, yeah, bro, you don't know, say that." Da, 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 da. Don't say, yeah, nah, I'm perfectly fine with it because I can joke around with it because I'm in the NFL. Like this is the best of the best. Like I don't mind yeah. coming off the bench for George Kittle. It's probably going to be a Hall of Fame, anyways. But yeah, first play, first pancake, man, of my career. So got out there, rented the outside zone, got the outside edge. He started panicking because he was supposed to be contained. He tries to, you know, get back outside, so I drive him even further. And then when our running back cuts, he tries to change his leverage, and then that's when they're the weakest. So if you have a good inside hand, you just put him on the ground. So that's what he did. He tried to change the leverage, and yeah, dumps. So. Overall, I got about four plays, and it it was good, man. I I tried to get another pancake out there. Uh, if if anybody saw that, I was trying so hard to get the DN on the ground, but within the frame of the game, obviously within a whistle. So I'm I'm excited for this one because um, it's finally playing a team that I've like played before, so I kind of am a little bit more familiar with like their offensive scheme. You know, obviously they do a lot of stuff with their tight ends. Like they used to have you know some studs, like you know. With the Brock, yep. Bernie, Brees Hall, and those two tight ends, they do a lot of trade formations. You know, they get one look. Yeah, cool. they'll get in one look, and then you know, swap both of them. Like last second, get the spread wing looks. You know, a lot of swap boots, lots of you motion, know, lots of movement, lots of jump, shift, trade, motion. You're trying to get mm-hmm. out of whack. Kind of thing. I mean, honestly, they've run a lot of stuff that we've kind of seen before. You know, with kind of the Weird. heavy after the formation of the boundaries, and then motion out, and then leak a swapper. You know, so I mean, it's kind of stuff that we've kind of seen before, but at the same time, it's good to you know get those motion adjustments down because you know that's what they kind of want to get us in. The stuff that's really gonna prepare us for future games. These are two prepared backers right here, ladies and gentlemen. This is a Monday. Monday is like install day, and my boys already know their stuff. Speaking of that, that we touched on this uh, like a couple podcasts ago, but so where we're like in our install meeting today. And we basically only watched corrections, like a couple corrections yeah. from last game. We didn't actually get to our install clips. But we go out in the first few plays of practice, guess what? New plays that we didn't install in the meetings. And we got sent these installs probably like 10 minutes before meetings started, before team meetings started. And, uh, yeah, so we didn't go over our installs in meetings. But, you know, we went out there, we executed it anyway. And uh, we're pretty, pretty proud. It's of honestly better. Honestly, in my opinion, it's better that we don't get the install because then Coach V knows we didn't get the installs, so he's a little bit more lenient if we don't know what we're doing when we're out there. And then because on the other hand, if we nail it and do it perfectly, and he knows we didn't go over, he's like, ah, all right, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs>